Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Hello and welcome. This is Patty. And in this episode, Jude and I are talking about karma. There are a lot of misconceptions about karma out there, and we thought this would be a good subject to discuss. I wanted to start off with the definition of karma. The Buddhist or Hindu definition of karma is the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. Now, karma was practiced and spoken of in India even prior to Buddha coming about, and it's a very old practice. A lot of people see karma as punishment or luck or fate, and that isn't exactly what it is. So we are going to clear up some things about karma today. And Jude, I'll let you go ahead and start off. Hi, Patty. Yes, karma is a very popular word in spiritual circles. And I think if people were to really sit down and compare their viewpoints on karma, I think a lot of people would find that they see it differently. I think there's a lot of versions as to how people see this. Some people think it's like an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth kind of thing. Like you said, a punishment, or if you do this, it'll come back tenfold. I've heard things like that. I do believe in the idea of karma. I know Patty and I probably have different viewpoints on it as well. For me, I think karma is better understood if you've actually come in with a lot of karma. We've stated this before in previous podcasts that we both believe that there are souls that are incarnating now that either don't have karma or have rectified all their karma or have never incarnated on earth, maybe never collected any kind of karma. People who incarnate like that might have a harder time understanding what karma is and how it works. And on the other hand, there are people who are very conscious and spiritually elevated who come in with what I say is a lot of baggage. And that idea of karma seems very clear and very black and white. And you can really see how the dots connect between memories of past lives or things that you do and the direct effect of that and how that manifests in your reality. And that's been more my reality, that I can see how everything I think, do, and say has a direct effect on my outward reality. And being somebody who remembers a lot of my past incarnations, I can see how each lifetime has a direct effect to what's happening on my current lifetime. And not only that, being somebody who can see past lifetimes pretty clearly on my clients. I've never had a past life come up that did not have a direct correlation to what was happening in their current life. So karma is a very interesting thing. I have a particular way that I view it. It is more my theory, but I do feel like it's in alignment with some of the ancient schools of thought. So this will be interesting to compare notes. What is your personal opinion on karma outside of what you may have read? That's a little bit of a loaded question for me, Jude. I think I have a little more of a difficult time discussing karma or pinpointing what it is than you do. I feel like you have a much more clear perspective on that. I see it as kind of a spiritual cause and effect. 
we are responsible for our lives. And I feel like karma is a tool that helps us to be better people, helps us to learn a little bit about ourselves. For me, I've never really seen karma as punishment. I believe that a lot of times it spans, like you said, from one lifetime to another lifetime. We may come in here owing a debt or wanting to make up for something negative that we did in a past life. Sometimes karma is associated with education and learning something. I have never been one of those people that believes that if you do something negative, something negative is going to happen to you immediately. I feel like it spans over a longer period of time. If I do something negative today, I don't feel like tomorrow I'm going to be punished for that. And I don't see karma as punishment. I see it more as intention. If you are doing things with a negative intention, that is going to produce karma. If you're doing something with good intention and it goes bad, as long as you have remorse for that, I feel like that karma is cleared. I see things on a bigger scale more in alignment with our purpose, our journey, and what we came here to learn. Yeah, I actually really agree with that. I like your explanation of it. Maybe we are more in alignment than I initially thought. The way I see karma is kind of in the same way of how we talk about like energy attracts like energy. And I believe that our souls are these vessels of information and everything we experience carries a certain vibration and frequency and that frequency gets imprinted within our soul matrix and if we're holding on to a negative experience whether it's from this lifetime or lifetimes ago that frequency is still in there it may be buried very deeply underneath a whole other load of other energies and experiences it might be so far deep in our energy field that it might not be obvious to us that we're still holding on to some unresolved energy from a past lifetime. Eventually, those energies work their way to the surface in kind of the way that I see it. When energies start coming to the surface, orically, that's when I start seeing them manifesting in our physical reality. So as these energies surface, then it is attracting scenarios and situations and experiences that are in alignment with those unhealed energies or lower frequencies or higher frequencies that are manifesting good and bad things to happen in our reality. So if we want to have positive, uplifting experiences where we feel blessed and have good fortune, we really need to work on getting our frequency up and getting our vibration right. And if we're somebody who's experiencing a lot of unpleasantries in our reality, to me, those are very clear indicators that there is unresolved energies or unhealed energies within your soul matrix. So that's kind of how I see karma. I also believe that it isn't just eye for eye, tooth for tooth. If you do one thing, this exact thing comes back to you. I believe sometimes as souls, we can choose to compile a lot of karma into one experience. Because as souls, we may have collected a lot of those imprints of unhealed energy through multiple lifetimes, and maybe we'll come in and incarnate in one lifetime and try to rectify many lifetimes of unbalanced karma and choose a more difficult path or choose a more difficult life in order to heal a lot of this energy all in one load. So I don't think it's tit for tat. Sometimes it can be compiled and we can deal with a lot of karma in one experience. 
And that's kind of how I see it. So just because a big major event happens to somebody doesn't mean you did one big major bad thing in the past. It could just be one major event that is helping heal a lot of smaller things that you've experienced in past life. That's great. I love the soul matrix. I love that term. Very cool. So what about those people that we all know that are just, they're just assholes, let's just say it. (laughs) They just live their own lives, not thinking about other people. They are negative, abusive, rude. Most of us just would not consider them to be good people. And we sit around waiting for them to get their payback, waiting for them to be caught, waiting for them to have some type of consequence for their actions. And it just doesn't seem to happen. And that can be really, really frustrating. I believe oftentimes that we can go through a whole life doing all types of negative things and not pay the consequence until the next life or not deal with that karma till we reincarnate in our next human life. In Buddhism, and I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about this because I do not. However, there is something called reproductive karma. And what that is, is that's a belief that we are born with the karma, not only of what we have accrued ourselves, but of the karma of our parents, that actually karma kind of lives in the seminal fluid. So in your dad's semen, you can pick up on his karma. And in your mother's ancestral line, you can pick up on her karma. And so it's a belief that if you're born with a lot of negative karma, it can be something that no matter how good of a person you are, no matter how good you try to be, no matter how many wonderful deeds that you do, that you have a difficulty moving beyond these negative things that continue to happen to you over and over. And just like we know people that are not good people that don't serve any consequences, we all also know people that are wonderful, amazing, loving people that just seem to just not get a break. So Jude, I'm curious on what your opinion is of that. The first thing that comes to mind when you talk about the ever-living asshole (laughs) that never seems to get theirs, I have to remind myself quite often when I get worked up by those kind of people that they are very much on a very spiritual path. And though it's hard to see them as having a deeply spiritual experience that they are part of their negative experience is something that they signed up for. And I feel like all misdeeds are divine. And that's part of the experience we signed up for because we want to understand both sides of the coin. That's part of the beauty of the earth reality is it's dualistic and there is both shadow and light and there's not from my understanding at this point, not a lot of places that we can experience those two extremes. So it would be a waste not to experience both sides of that here on earth. So part of that soul's experience is to taste the subtleties of what it's like to be a total jerk. And there's something that they have to gain and learn from that experience. And then the other part of it that came up for me was lifetimes are not linear just because that soul seems very behind in this current lifetime does not mean that it's going to take them a thousand years into the future to figure it out. So yeah, we may be experiencing a soul who's very much in the early stages of their spiritual development, but in a timeless reality, which is the true spiritual reality that we don't have time they may be very elevated and one of the most spiritually advanced beings in another time somewhere in the past that we may have had a life with and that they were a great spiritual teacher to us in that life. 
And not only that, but you got to understand that these bad experiences that we're having are also part of what is teaching us the great lessons that are making us more spiritually advanced. So there's a very wide scope you have to have and a sense of compassion and non-judgment, even though it is very difficult, trust me, I know, towards those people. But they're very much on a spiritual path and part of why we're all here learning. Exactly, Judith. It gets really messy when you think of, and we spoke about this in our podcast about reincarnation, about how the abused may decide to come back as the abuser to have an understanding of how that can happen or what can cause somebody to be abusive. So it can get kind of messy in there to talk about karma when we're thinking about the bigger picture. And I think that's the big thing is that we have this limited capacity to understand things. We see things extremely linearly. And when we try to take it to the next level, we can only get it in little bits and pieces and we have to do our best with it. So the thing that I believe about karma is that this has a lot to do with manifesting as well. We came in here with certain ideas of what we want to experience. And if we do something and feel remorse about it, if we learn our lesson about it, if we forgive ourselves about it, then we are clearing out that karma. And if we walk around just beating ourselves up and feeling like a total piece of shit because we did something we're not very proud of, that is going to manifest in negative energy. And you can think of that as karma also. If we make amends, apologize, bring our frequency back up to where it should be and have remorse for what we've done, then I feel that cancels out. And I don't think karma is ever immediately, but any type of karma that's repeating itself kind of quickly. I have to agree with that. I think that karma, when we are not receiving the lesson that we are meant to, I believe the repeated experience tends to get more intense every single time until it becomes so in our face or so extreme that we have almost no choice but to see what we were meant to see from that and get the lesson that we were supposed to get. And normally the lesson comes all back down to forgiveness and love and compassion. One of the common ways I see karma playing out is action reaction. So if somebody hurts you, you justify that you can hurt the person back by being vindictive or vengeful, or you will do something that you know is hurtful to somebody because you perceive you're being hurt in a certain way. And we justify these actions against each other, which is only perpetuating and keeping us locked into these karmic cycles. I think what happens eventually is when you find yourself hurt or in a circumstance where you would normally deem yourself victimized is to have compassion for your perpetrator, to not react, to not be vindictive, to not justify a hateful action towards another based on that and forgive and let go. And as we say, take the high road. And when you do that and you learn that and you do it from a very genuine place, that is what is releasing you from that cycle. So you don't have to go through those same scenarios over and over again with different people, the same people. You know what those patterns are. Everybody has their own individual things that they experience that they seem to always run into the same kind of person or always have the same experiences or they always do the same thing and it always fails in a very specific way. This is not about what is being done to you, but what you yourself have not resolved within your own spirit about the feelings around the things that are happening to you. So forgiveness is a huge component to getting out of the wheel of karma. And some of the things that 
I find that help in that process of forgiveness is understanding that we do not live a linear reality, that somebody who hurts you very deeply in this life may have been the more elevated one in another life in the past where you were, in fact, the one that hurt them. And because we're wiped of these memories before we incarnate, it's very difficult for us to see it in that way. And it's very difficult for us to see it in a way of knowing that perhaps we planned to have this difficult experience with the person because somebody needed to play the bad guy. Somebody needed to do the thing that needed to happen so you could learn the lesson that you wanted to gather from this experience here on earth. But if you can have a wider perspective of our reality and grasp that on some level, you'll find it's a lot easier to start forgiving people and having a lot more compassion and not being so burned by the experience. Well put, Jude. And also, we can have karma with people. You know, there's karma on the larger sense, our life's karma or karma that we brought in from a previous life. And then there's karma between two people. And that's what's tricky too, is you may have this love-hate relationship with someone and it might be like, what the hell is happening? And it may be because you have accrued some karma with them from a past life. Maybe you need to take care of a karmic debt that you have with them. So this is where sitting in meditation, really going back as far as you can, asking questions about that can help us find clarity around other people. And I am a firm believer, as you said, that revenge is really bad karma. And also, if we are only understanding a little tip of the iceberg here, that's where judgment comes in and where it's really easily to judge other people we don't know the big picture. We don't know their relationship with what they're doing and what that purpose is. So if we can back off with judgment and that allows us to be compassionate and to be kind, that will help us accrue better karma. I've been having a lot of past life things come up for me in this last year. I think I had frozen shoulder about four years ago. It was just like I woke up one day and my shoulder wouldn't move. It was in terrible pain. It felt like there was a hot poker jammed up in my armpit. And it has been years of therapy of all kinds. I've gone to body workers. I've gone to energy workers. I've even gone to a psychologist. And everybody has helped me chip away at this shoulder pain. But it was far beyond the physical experience it was the emotional energy that I had been collecting that I had been harboring deep in the shoulder. And as I was peeling back these layers over the last few years, what started out as me understanding, oh, this is anger towards these people in my life at this point in time, it would go deeper. This is anger from this other lifetime. And then I would go back into a deeper lifetime and deeper lifetime until I got to a lifetime where I myself was the perpetrator, where I was the one that had done something so terrible and horrid to somebody else. And what I saw was if I had jumped up the ladder to my current lifetime was this act of anger of me pointing a finger of judgment at somebody else saying, shame on you, you are doing this, you're a terrible person, I'm the victim. I realized that I was actually in this act of anger and judgment towards another was actually pointing the finger at myself for an act that I had done that I was so deeply ashamed of from so many lifetimes ago. I had such a deep feeling of shame so deep in my energy field for this thing that I had done in a past life that 
the experiences I was having in this life of people doing the same thing to me and me pointing that finger of them in judgment and anger was really just me doing that to myself. So not only did I have to forgive my perpetrators for doing those things, I had to, on a deeper level, dip back into the memory and forgive myself for having done the same thing to others in another lifetime. And I know not everybody has access to that level of revelation in themselves and maybe can't remember their other lifetimes, but it was very eye-opening for me in this last year to see that projection that I had put on people when I see them doing something that I want to judge, that I actually myself had done those same things in other incarnations. Oftentimes, I feel like now that we are trying to forgive in others are actually things that we are truly trying to forgive in ourselves on a deeper level. Very cool. So taking this in a little bit of a different direction there, I'm one of those people where I can all of a sudden have a flashback of stealing makeup from you know the drugstore when I was nine and just go into this deep sense of guilt and like, oh my God, what a piece of crap I am. How did I do that? That's such bad karma. I should have known better. And I believe that we have to really pay attention to that negative self voice and how we beat ourselves up. If we're not being kind to ourselves, that can accrue even more negative karma. You know, a good deed can lead to a future beneficial effect and a bad deed can lead to a harmful effect. It's the same thing about how you treat yourselves. And if you are beating yourself up about something that you did that you have remorse over, you're just not allowing that karma to be released. You just keep staying in that loop with that. So you need to forgive yourself. If you truly feel bad about doing something that you don't think was good, if you can forgive yourself about it, that's going to help release some of the karma that you're holding on to. If you continue to beat yourself up with it, you're just going to keep that karma moving and it's going to keep having an effect in the future. And then another thing, we were talking about kind of instant karma and karma that comes from a past life. And I did want to say, and Jude, I'm curious if you've had this, I have had clients where I've read them and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're done. Your karmic debt is done. It's like a line in the sand. You get to step into the rest of your life just being a state of bliss and happiness and joy and love. Sometimes I do see clients that have ended their cycle of karma in the middle of a present lifetime. It doesn't have to be a death to birth situation. Have you seen that with clients, Jude, in readings? Yeah, I think that's really interesting because I've just recently been encountering more people like that. If it isn't that they have already completed it, I can feel very clearly that they are about to, or the purpose of this life is to complete the karma in this life. I can feel that as well. So if you've ever had those experiences where you're reaching for certain goals and you are constantly being bombarded with hurdles or unfortunate things that happen that keep you from achieving the things that you feel like you want to manifest and create for your life and something keeps getting in the way in a way that is karma. And if we don't have karma, what does that mean? That means that the things that we're trying to create and the goals we're trying to reach are no longer going to have the hurdles and things that are going to get in the way. So as Patty said, it's like somebody who's rectified their karma they're about to live in a state of bliss and joy and abundance and gratitude and all of that. It's because they have learned all of the spiritual lessons that they need to learn. They understand how to be more forgiving, compassionate, loving, and kind. And they've 
done the work within themselves. So now that pathway is clear for them to create the reality they want without getting all of the karmic hurdles that get in the way. It's like, oh, you can't have that because you still have to learn this lesson. These events keep manifesting and we have to deal with them and they keep getting in the way. So I believe when we get to exist on the earth plane and we have relinquished so much of our karma, the world really starts to open up for us in a really positive and beautiful way. And it's almost like everything and anything that we would ever want and desire becomes ours. And what we want and desire does not come from a place of greed or power. It comes from a place of gratitude and appreciation and contentment because we've learned all the lessons. And so we really truly do find balance in having that ultimate reality without it coming from a like a tainted negative place. So just because you're rich in a big mansion and a fast car and all of that does not mean you have a wonderful life, but you can have a beautiful life that is both abundant emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And I believe that we can achieve that when we've done the work, the spirit work, and unloaded all of the the heavy energies. Yes, Jude, I agree with all of that. And the thing is that we throw around the word karma a lot in a kind of a playful way. However, it is a deep, sacred tool to helping us better understand ourselves and this incarnation and why we are here. We have to really take the time, pay attention, do a lot of self-exploration and be fully present so we can get rid of that karma and understand what's happening and help things to shift. The universe doesn't just throw a bunch of stuff in our lap. None of this is random. Everything that we go through requires participation and it all belongs to us. It is ours. So whether you would like to describe your life as dark and difficult or if you want to describe your life as beautiful and blessed, it's all you're doing. Somebody did not do this to you. It's hard to blame others. And you know that's easy for me to say because I feel like I'm blessed in a lot of ways. However, if we can take responsibility for that and see karma as a sacred tool, that will help us achieve what it is we are wanting to achieve with less difficulty and less pain. You can't do that if you're not doing the work, if you're not meditating, if you're not really doing a lot of self-examining and really present and paying attention to what is occurring in your life and seeing things on a bigger scale. I like that. And I also told people in the past, because people want to know, how do I get out of the wheel of karma? And obviously we say forgiveness is one of them. I was saying earlier how I see energy imprints in our soul matrix orically, vibrationally, when I'm reading people, when I see those energies come to the surface, that's when they start manifesting in the physical reality. Now, there are two ways that we can do this. We can allow those energies to surface and wait for them to manifest. So we have to experience them right in front of our face in full-blown reality and then deal with them accordingly in the moment. Or we can be two steps ahead and be doing the soul work, as Patty said, the meditation, the yoga, the healthy eating, diet and exercise, going to see healers, diving deep and digging in and moving that energy before it has the chance to surface and manifest. And so we don't have to experience it outwardly. Now, I know I've had readings with people, Patty, I'm wondering if you've experienced the same thing where you can feel something that's about to manifest and you're like, 
this is on the surface. It is going to manifest very quickly unless we clear this energy around it right now or you do what you need to do in order to clear it. That's a lot of how we might see a potential future. It's like we're picking up on a vibration and frequency that it's getting ready to manifest. But I do believe that we have the option because we are free will beings to catch that and clear that energy so we don't have to experience it in our outward reality. Now, Patty, have you noticed it like that too? Yes, I have. And I love that you threw in free will because it's kind of like, well, if I have all this negative karma from a past life and it's just here with me in this life, I'm just screwed. There's nothing I can do about it. I don't believe that's true. It depends on how quickly we recognize it and how we take responsibility for it and how we shift it and how we love ourselves and work out of self-love so that we can allow ourselves to clear some of that. And I have read clients where I... I try to keep my readings really positive and uplifted, but I have read clients where I have seen a really negative possible outcome. And all outcomes that Jude and I see in readings are possibilities, not definite things that are going to happen. And have warned clients that unless they take responsibility for this karma or really shift things, that it's going to have a negative outcome. Take responsibility for your life and try to shift it and do the best that you can to forgive others, to forgive yourself, to live in gratitude, to raise your frequency, to accept lessons that you've learned and really be present in your journey will help you move forward and let go of some of the negative aspects of karma that you might be holding on to. Because it's not only action and consequence, it has a lot to do with your personal morals and your intentions. And those are things that are deep-seated within us as individuals. Yeah, I have to agree, Patty. I think the first step for those of you who want to get ahead of your karma is to take responsibility for everything. So that blame game, the shame, the pointing the finger, the judgments, all of that needs to stop. And I'm saying that, telling you all that I do that, but I only allow myself to fall into that for short periods of time. I'm only human and I get it. We all get there. We get mad. We react. We're emotional. We want to have our little pity party about situations. The difference being in somebody who's spiritually minded is we go there, we recognize it, we pull ourselves out and we take the proper steps to address what's happening from a spiritual standpoint where there are others who continue that attitude of blame that everything that's happening to them is out of their control. And so the moment you are able to look at everything as your own creation and that perhaps everything you're experiencing is, as I said, unresolved or unhealed energies within your soul matrix, you will be able to work through and unload a lot of energy a lot quicker to the point where you're so much ahead of it that the quality of your life is going to exponentially improve. You have the power to change the quality of your life very quickly. Jude, I have a question for you. Sure. Since you are an energy healer, in addition to being a psychic, and we work a little bit differently there. For me, I collect information and tools and I offer that to my clients. And I know you do that as well. But when you are moving some negative energy or healing some negative debt for somebody, how are you doing that? If it's their responsibility, what is it exactly that you are doing? Are you assisting them? Are you shifting it just a little bit so they can take it from there? I'm just curious. 
As an energy worker, I'm not removing karma from somebody. That's ultimately their responsibility. What I'm doing as an energy worker at best is lightening the load so they have more clarity to see what they need to see. Because if there's a lot of emotional baggage, for example, if we are traumatized by an experience and we go through a lot of emotions around it, but we don't understand how to clear our energy and that emotional energy gets compacted and compacted and compacted where it becomes such a vortex of energy within itself that we can't seem to pull out of that depression or pull out of that anger. It gets triggered so easily because our energetic system is so overloaded and overwhelmed. What I do as an energy healer is I come and kind of pop that bubble and clear that energy out so they can look at the seed of the issue and either at that point choose to rebuild that pocket of energy again, which sometimes happens, or be able to look at it without being so emotionally triggered that they're able to come to that place of forgiveness for others or forgiveness within themselves. And oftentimes that's what happens. People are able to just let go of things a lot easier. It's harder to let go of things if there's a big pile of anger or grief piled up on top of it that is just kind of in your face. It's like the air that you breathe. And it's very hard to see things clearly if there's all this emotional energy in the way. Very cool. Thanks, Jude. I think that sometimes people like to blame things on karma. It's kind of like, oh, it's just karma. I just have bad karma. Like they see it as something separate from them. It's like, uh, no, it's yours. It's not something separate. I find it funny how people will so quickly be like, oh, I have good karma when good things are happening. But when the bad things happen, they don't want to be like, oh, I have bad karma. (laughs) (laughs) Or people who use those words of, when something bad has happened to them, like if somebody did something to you and you're sitting there like they're going to get their karma and I'm kind of like, yeah, but that's what just happened to you. You don't see it in the way that you just received karma. You just want to push out that word as though it's like going to be their punishment, yet you're the one experiencing karma right now as well. So I, I think it's exactly. funny yeah, how people yeah. throw that word around and don't really understand what they're saying. I believe that having a little bit more of an understanding or paying attention to karma does help us to be better people. I know that I oftentimes catch myself starting to say something nasty or to text my brother something, you know, weird about somebody in our family and I'll stop myself and back up because I feel like I have a little better of an understanding of that and I'm taking responsibility for my own actions and not doing the thing that feels funny or good in the moment. I'm recognizing that everything has a consequence and that like attracts like. And I think that's an important tool, again, how this can be a sacred tool to help you be a better person, which can lead to you having a better existence in a lot of ways. 100%, I have to agree with that. Once your karmic radar is up, (laughs) it's up. Like I feel like I can't do anything or make any decision. I just (laughs) naturally view it as how what I'm going to do impacts and affects everybody. What kind of energy will it create? How will that energy be projected at me? Do I want to take on that energy? Like, is it worth it at the end of the day? Like knowing that if I say or do this, this is how that person's going to feel. I'm going to have to collect that energy. Then I'm going to have to deal with it. I mean, there's all, my brain works like that with everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, mine too. Yeah. And a lot of times I will just take the harder path 
just to be sure that I am not going to take on unwanted energies because of that decision. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in difficult and sticky situations where it's kind of hard to see very clearly what decision would make the least negative impact. Like sometimes we get in situations where it seems like no matter what path we take, it's going to have some negative impact in our reality. But we do the best that we can and that's all that we can do. I strongly feel if we come from a place of we are trying to create the least damage possible for all people concerned, then that is about the best that we can do. I agree. And this is kind of where that term of speaking from the heart comes from. We don't want to be fake. We don't want to go through life just being a Pollyanna and it not resonating with who we are. And sometimes we have to say things or do things that hurt people's feelings or that is not the best outcome for somebody else, but we have to be true to ourselves. And this is where if we speak from the heart, we can speak our truth, we can say what we need to say, but we're doing it with good intentions. We're doing it out of self-love. And sometimes what we have to do out of self-love is not the optimal thing for someone else. If you're doing it from a place of morality and something that you believe is necessary and you're doing it in a kind and loving way and your intentions are not to hurt others, then that's where we tap into self-love and self-acceptance. And for those people that Jude and I have seen that have cleared their karma, that have moved into a new place, it's not like all of a sudden they're living this life of amazing bliss and everything is handed to them and the world is wonderful because we live in a human existence which is full of suffering and difficulty and we're empathic beings and we're picking up on others' feelings and we are all connected. So it's not a place of separation. It's a place of a deeper understanding and it's not a place of perfection. It's a place of acceptance. Right. And I think that the people who have finished their karma are really coming into a higher power of manifestation too. So as you were saying earlier, a lot of it is manifestation. I know for me, the more karma that I clear in myself, the better my life seems to get. (laughs) The more content I am in my reality and the more at peace I am. And I'm pretty sure I still have a bit more there to go. So Yeah. And when you do good deeds, you know how you just feel happy and high, you know, what you're doing is you are accruing positive karma and you're also raising your vibrational frequency. So you're manifesting wonderful things to come to you. You know what I've noticed is the more aware I had become on karma, the more direct of an effect it has according to my actions. Like sometimes I would look at other people who do all these kind of crazy things and I'm thinking, how do they continue to behave and act like that? Because I'm telling you, the moment I even think a bad thought, I stub my toe or crack my head or something. And I'm just like, it's instantly like my vibration is putting me in alignment with things that are not so fun. And I have to check myself very quickly. You know, the more you lighten your energy and the more you open it, I think the faster things will manifest for you in both positive and negative ways. I think you and I both really pay attention to validation and get a lot of validation too. So I think that instant karma is validation of, oh yeah, you knew that was wrong, but you went ahead and did it anyway. And it's validating it. Yeah. But I think also those people who are a bit more unconscious and do not see the clear consequence to their action, 
is part of that like clouded reality that they're in. It's not that the serendipitous connections aren't there. It's just that they're not seeing them. Cause I know when a lot of people start having spiritual awakenings and things become more clear to them, the level of coincidence and serendipity that they experience is like through the roof. And a lot of times that has a lot to do with karma and just seeing how something I did or said, it linked to another event that happened that we couldn't see before, but suddenly become so clear to us. I like that you threw in the word conscious because the more conscious we are, the more clear things are. And that's again, where meditating and taking the time to do your spiritual work helps. All right. So to wrap things up a little bit here, if I had to wrap up my beliefs in karma, I believe that it takes consciousness. Thank you for that word, Jude. I'm going to use that. Consciousness, presence, responsibility, and that we have to take ownership on some level of everything that is occurring in our lives. It all belongs to us. And we should do that out of self-love as much as possible. And if I were to sum up my version of karma, I would say that we are always co-creating the reality we're experiencing. And if you are experiencing something unpleasant, this is a direct reflection of unhealed, out-of-balanced energies within your own spirit. And that that is an opportunity for you to look within and heal. And that those that we perceive with our judgments are very much part of the spiritual path and spiritual agreements that we made to have the experiences that we wanted in order to learn the lesson. And if we can grasp that, then we can come to a greater place of forgiveness for all. Yes. Just be nice. Be nice and be the best person you can be. Be nice to yourself as well. Yes. And for a little added bonus, I want to share with everybody here, if you feel like listening for the next few minutes, I wrote a song about the situation coronavirus and the song is called the crown kind of my perception of the experience that we're having here with coronavirus and being on lockdown and how i feel about it spiritually and i translated that into a song and i'm going to put it on here at the end of the podcast for your enjoyment all right so i hope that helped everybody understand a little bit more of karma I was surprised to see that Patty and I were pretty similar on our thoughts. I thought we were going to be a little bit more different. I think we just had different words or terms for it, but it seemed along the same lines. If you would like to know more about what we do, we do have a website, spiritspeakerspodcast.com. There are links to both of our websites where you can book sessions with us. We will also have information on the website about any events that we will be doing in the future once the quarantine and the craziness happening in the world lifts up and we get to all congregate again and enjoy each other's presence. We hope to be adding some fun things in the future, so stay tuned. Aloha. Thanks for joining us and take care. Swimming upstream and your bones are tired, surrender.